What's up, folks? It's your host, Kevin Tucker, back, finally, on a full timeout. December 27th, and it is frigid here in Glenwood, Iowa. Nick Stavis joined me today. Back in action, got the Dream Team back. We're going to talk Glenwood Boys basketball, Iowa State versus Memphis, Iowa versus Boston College, the New Year's Six Bowls, and more here on the full timeout. As always, Kick up your feet, turn up the speaks, full time out is back. Let's go. Alright, folks. I'm joined once again by Nick Stavis here on the full time out. Uh, Nick, glad to have you back on the mic. Yeah, it's good to be back. Been a while, but we're back better than ever here for the uh, episode twenty. Uh, a couple days here before New Year's Eve. Um, we're gonna start things off first with Glenn Boys basketball. Uh, the boys are off to a fantastic start this year. They're seven and zero. I think the biggest thing that you know when I was going through stats, Nick, was they're only giving up thirty one points per game to their opponent this year. That's wild. Uh, last year they gave up on average fifty four points a game. So that's you know twenty plus points difference. Um, yeah. So you can tell their defense is there. Um, you know, Christian's having a good year. He's he's got seventeen points a game, forty one percent from three point range. Bloom, he's averaging darn near a double-double with 13 points and about nine rebounds. And then Moore's, you know, his his he's doing a really good job, I think, just running the true point guard position this year. 12 points a game, uh, 49% from the field goal range, 42 assists to only seven t- turnovers, and 20 steals. So, you know, so far, Nick, the seven games, I know you've been to all of them as well. Uh, what have you seen with the boys so far? Yeah, I, I haven't been able to make it to every game, but, you know, I, one thing I'm impressed with, I mean, their defense, obviously, that full-court press that Schulte has them running is, is crazy. That I just remember that Atlantic game. They had nothing. They couldn't make a shot. I mean, um, that just that, I mean, they aren't even letting their, their opponents get up shots. They're, they can't get it across the half court. So I think that's that's what's crazy to me, the, the amount of steals that they have. Um just it's just wild i mean more with 20 steals in seven games that's crazy uh you know so i i think that's probably the biggest most improvement from last year and they're sharing the basketball with each other i mean the, none of them's none of them are breaking the scoring column like it's uh like no other so you know that obviously they're sharing the basketball so I, I that's what's impressed me they're playing as a team and i they're gonna be hard to beat i you know when i was broadcasting the games and watching them um you can kind of tell how this year and you mentioned it just a little bit ago. Uh, I don't think they're worrying about their stats so much as much as the win column. Right. And and I think Nate and um, Andrew, especially because uh, they're seniors this year, they have one goal in mind, and I don't think they, they, they really care what their stats look like as long as at right. the end of the day they're in Wells Fargo. Well, and they're, games. Yeah, and they're already, commi- they're, they're already set on where they're going to college. Right. So that's out the window, and I think that that's – that that helped a ton. Um, Nate's early decision and Andrew's decision to play football, I think that that helps a ton. And that now they're just out there having fun, and you can tell. Yep. You know, coming up, uh, the upcoming schedule for Glenwood, um, they're going to have a. We're going to find out really how good this seven zero team is. Uh, they play Clarinda right away when they get back. I don't expect that to be a game at all. Uh, but then this, their next games go at Kemper, at Atlantic, at St. Albert, which is the Max Center this year. And then home versus Harlan, so you know, including Clarinda, the team's combined record are twenty three and twelve, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. And when you look at down there, 
you know, Kemper, that at Kemper game, Nick, I think that, that's, a, that's, I think that's the that's, one that... Yeah, I think that one's circled in red because it's such a long drive. It's two, two and a half hours to get to Carroll, and they've been a good team in the past. They have that Parker batting kid that yep. dropped like 44 points yep. in the opener. So, obviously, they have something going there. They're 6-1. and one. That'll be a fun game to watch. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the St. Albert game will be interesting. Their record, they're way better than the record shows. Um, I think they showed that in their first game in Glenwood. Um, and then Harlan, I, you know, we say we want to find out how good Glowin is. I want to find out how good Harlan is because I mean that six and zero record. I think they played every game at home. Yeah, every game has been at home. I, I think that's what I saw in an interview. So you know, they're they're up for a tough test when they have to go on the road in January. And January is always the month that we find out how good teams are. So I think I think the Rams are set up pretty well. I mean, they've already beaten they've already beat St. Albert. They've already beat Atlantic. Um, so I think that Kemper game for sure, and then that home that home date with Harlan, I think that'll be a big one. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at a team like Glenwood this year, I think um, we found out how much better their defense is when they played the Atlantic game. Because last year, Leonard and yeah. the other post, well, yeah, Frank impressed. is gone, but they destroyed us with their height. Yeah, I was impressed with, with Burrish and Von Essen uh, down low guarding Leonard. I mean, their help he side had, what, like 10, 12 points? Yep. And last year he had like twenty six yep. in that district game. So I, you know, that's that's great. But again, you know, it's hard to get the ball to your post when you can't get it across half court. Yep. And I think that's been the biggest thing. And that they're an athletic enough team, and they can all move fast enough that that full court press is dangerous. And it's going to be hard for a lot of teams to handle. I mean, you get to the well, and yeah, I mean, there's probably guys with teams, or there's probably teams with guys that are you know six seven six eight but if you if they can't get the ball to them it's not gonna matter right. so i think that's i think that's where they're dangerous even on that higher level outside of the hawkeye 10 that they're gonna be hard to beat and i think the biggest thing with glenwood nick is you know as long and i start every broadcast with this the key to glenwood's game every game i think this year is stay out of foul trouble early on and if they're they can do that they can do that press you're talking about all game long and, and that's what really, you know, extends those early leads for Glenwood. You know, at Creston, they did that uh, press really well, and they blew that game out of the water right away. Uh, Denison, they tried to do that, keep it close with fouls, but 24 fouls the first yeah, half. Yeah, I heard called. about that game. I didn't get to make it, but that that's and, crazy. And then and then you talked about Atlantic, and, I, you know, LC was the same way. Yeah. Glenwood, if they can play full-court press with all their guys without being in foul trouble – I like to see a team that can beat yep. them, to be honest. I, I agree. Um, jumping ahead, uh, f- this will be a Saturday game, 11.30 uh, kickoff time, I believe, in Memphis, Iowa State versus Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. I'll be heading down there for that, um, leaving Friday. But it's it's going to be warmer, but pretty cool for bowl game, Nick. Yeah. I saw it's like 35 degrees I right now. I, I I don't know. I think we got snubbed on a bowl game. I think had we finished the way we started the season, we would have gotten a lot better bid. But we looked really bad down the stretch, and I think that's why. Um, I I would be more mad enough if I was a Memphis fan, though. I mean, right. you don't even get to travel. Even I player. just think the matchup is crap. Like I I don't know. I and the the city has to be mad because they're not gonna get they're gonna get half as much as tourism. Right. So I I don't know. I think it was a bad decision on who they invited, but uh, you know. They got to beat them, though. I mean, Iowa State needs to go in there and beat them if they want to prove that, yeah, I mean, they're they're legit. They played in what I would see is probably, if not maybe the hardest, but the deepest conference, the Big 12. I mean, they sent seven or eight teams to a bowl game, and mm-hmm. that's 80%. That's unheard of. Right. And so, I, you know, there's not there were no gimmies on that schedule that mm-hmm. they played. So, if they truly want to prove that, you know, they've – 
that they're legit, then they need to go beat Memphis and they need to beat them handily and say, okay, you shouldn't have put us with a mid-major team because we can beat them. Right. And, and I was looking – I was going back the, and reading up on why Memphis even got that bowl. It's because the SEC conference didn't even fill their slots of bowl teams. So then the Liberty Bowl gets their number one choice at whatever school, and obviously they're picking Memphis because they said Memphis has either never played there or rarely have, have played there in a long time. Um, but like you said, the players from Memphis, I think they might come out. Game, yeah. I think they might come out a little, uh, kind of like they're sleeping almost yeah. because it's you mentioned it, they don't get to travel, yeah. which that's the biggest part with I think with these bowl games besides the practice preparation for next year. Is these teams get to go on the road, go to like fancy hotels, go be a tourist, and um, you know they don't get to do that. They're just mm-hmm. sitting. At, they're sitting in their own beds probably at home. Oh yeah. And yeah, they're probably going to get a hotel once like Thursday or Friday night. But hey, I don't know. I mean, Memphis coming in at ten and two on the season. I have their best wins thirty to twenty seven over Navy and forty two to thirty eight at Houston. Uh, I really think that Houston win is uh, is was pretty good. Um, but then like their losses, they lost twice to UCF, who's playing Auburn, and in a pretty big bowl game. Uh, UCF beat them. Killed them the first time, forty to thirteen, and then that crazy championship game of two overtimes, sixty-two to fifty-five. That was a wild game. Um, but you you know you look at their players. You know, Ferguson's got to be a stud. He's got thirty-nine hundred yards passing, thirty-six touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, they're ten and two for a reason. Yeah, if you look at the schedule here, I mean, the rest of the teams that they played this this uh, season, I'm not the most excited about. Eastern Carolina, uh, Tulsa. That's a weak conference. I mean, that's, uh, I yeah. mean, you can't even compare them. Honestly, you can't. Uh, and the Big Twelve hasn't been doing that great. Have they won a bowl game yet? I don't think they have. I think oh, K State won. K State won last night because yeah. I know West UCLA. Virginia got killed. Yep, but they didn't have Greer. So, and then uh, Texas Tech got beat. So, but you know, I I, I think Memphis is. I mean, their ten and two record. There's a reason that UCF was only ranked as high as like tenth right. the entire season because they didn't play anybody. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not gonna sit over here and and dwell on their record. Uh, obviously, their stats are good, but who knows? I mean, against defenses like that, of course you're gonna put up stats like that. But seeing that they are a, I mean, looking at this, I think the spread right now that, is four in favor of who? Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. I mean, looking at the stats, seeing that they're a, a pass heavy team, that's great. Yeah, that's perfect for Iowa State. They can drop nine and sit back there like they always do and make the quarterback run around and. At, you know that 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 plays right into what they do. They're that bend, don't break. They'll drive down to the thirty and be mm-hmm. right at a field goal range, and then Iowa State will stop them. So I, you know, that's perfect. If it was a running team, it'd make me nervous because I mean, you saw what Okie State's running back did against us. You saw what uh, that even that Baylor guy did against us. I didn't like that, but I, I think that yeah, Wadley exactly. But I think that if they're gonna throw it, I I, I think our defensive, I think our pass defense is as good as almost anyone in the country honestly. i agree just from watching them maybe not statistically mm-hmm. but from watching them i think you know so that that's a good matchup in my opinion yeah when when iowa state got memphis i, I was exactly the same uh, as far as excitement with the style of play by memphis if they were to get well more, they look like a big 12 team really yeah. i mean if they were going to be like a ground and pound team uh with this like old-fashioned you know running the football option style yeah i mean i could like little, iowa yeah I mean, like i would get you know a little bit because we haven't seen that besides pretty no much one does the, that in the, the Hawkeyes 12, are yeah. pretty much the only team that has done that and they put up some big points on us early on in the season 
Um, but like you said, they're they're a Big Twelve team as far as the way their athletes are. Uh, they're fast. They love airing it out. And with Iowa State's defense, the way it, it's shut down TCU to what seven uh, seven points, TCU's offense. Yep. I mean, their defense I think is one of the best in the Big Twelve. We'll see that. And then you talked about uh, going over to Iowa State. Now you talked about the way they ended their season, and I think the biggest thing was with that was the way our bye week ended up so early in the season. I think they were drained. They were injury prone. I mean, they had Montgomery was healthy. I think the last two and a half games, um, you, and then you got those guys that are banged up. I think you'll see you'll see the team more like when they beat Oklahoma and they beat TCU and were close at Oklahoma State than you were against Kansas State. Um, Because, you know, they have time off. I I watched an interview today with Kyle Kemp in it, and he said that he's been 100% now, and he thinks it's the first time since um, after the Oklahoma State game. So Cyclone fans have to be excited for that because he's came in and really turned around this program. Oh, yeah, and I'm all impressed with with Kemp. I I like him. I love the way he plays. I mean, the one thing I've noticed about him is his facial expression never changes. He is just calm all the time. No matter what game he was in, that Oklahoma game, the TCU game, he was just straight-faced the entire game. He He never got down on himself. He never got too high. So I think that's what I've always loved about Kyle Kemp. He's a computer coding major, so he's obviously smart. Um, and you and you can see that they run a perfect offense for him. The dink and dunk, not a lot of not a lot of crazy deep ball mm-hmm. passes, and and uh, and it works perfectly. But I think we're gonna see a heavy dose of Montgomery. Yeah, I mean I think we have to. I yep. think that's what they have to run their offense through. According to everything I'm reading, he's he's like top five back in the country, uh, first team All American, every, ca- every category. Yeah. So you know I. I can't wait for next year to see what he can do yeah. because it's going to be pretty crazy. But uh, I think I think Memphis hasn't seen a guy like him. No. And so I think that that's what they're going to need to do. Obviously, Lazard and Butler, they're both 6'6", so just throw it up to them, you know, goal line situations. Mm-hmm. But I think they need to, to lean on that run game. Yeah, with Montgomery, he's kind of like Kemp right now where I think he's going to be the healthiest he's been all season. Um, and with Montgomery... You saw against the Texas game when we got beat at home, when the workload wasn't given to Montgomery, Iowa State was that was just that was a poorly coached game. We lost that Texas game simply because of coaching. Jacob Park was still playing; they thought he could sling it around. They gave Montgomery the ball like nine times, and we lost. We scored seven points. So you know that that to me was probably the worst performance of the season. For the Cyclones, but uh, yeah, I think I think they'll they'll be just fine if they just run their offense like normal. I don't want to see them coming out and doing a bunch of crazy stuff because no. that's not how they play. So you know, I I think Campbell will have his guys ready though. If they can establish the run and get some points up, um, I, they don't really have to be the one to score first, but just get early points on the board to be able to keep Montgomery's package available and not just have to sling it out like just because Memphis does, I think Iowa State will have the advantage, and I think they can pull what would be the upset. Uh, but the biggest thing, Nick, that's surprising me about this game is sold out. Completely. Really? So Iowa State uh, University had 15,000 um, tickets to be sold. And I saw that the, they sold all those in two days. I saw the athletic department was like paying for some of the students. Yeah, like so a portion of yeah, so like the tickets were forty dollars for students. Eighty, they're eighty four dollars tickets, forty dollars for students, and then the 
athletic department would cover the rest. So that's nice for them. Yeah. But 15,000 in the first two days, Memphis sold all their 15,000. And then there's, I think, 20,000 other tickets that anyone could come and get. And those were sold out. So, well, I mean, when you give when you give Iowa State fans a good team, they're going to come. I mean, right. when you give them a bad team, they're going to come. Yeah. But when you give them a good team, they're going to travel. So, you know, that, that doesn't surprise too. me at all. And so I, that's fun because watching these bowl games, they are crappy atmospheres. Like mm-hmm. the last couple the last couple of bowl games I've watched, there's there's nobody in the stands. It's cold weather. They're in crappy places. They're in places nobody wants to play. I think it'll be funny to see how many people show up to that Iowa game today because I I mean, in New York, it's just that 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 just doesn't seem right. So I'm I'm glad that that they've sold it out because that'd be fun to see a bunch of people there and have that stadium rocking. Finally, Nick, uh, you want to make our predictions here for the Iowa State Memphis? I think Iowa State wins twenty four to seventeen. I like it. I'm going with Iowa State thirty five and uh, Memphis twenty four. Um, I I think like you said, I think you know Montgomery just going to be a package player who the uh, Tigers of Memphis have never seen all season. I think our defense is a lot better than teams uh, give us credit for, and we'll see that Saturday. Uh, I don't really have it on here because I don't I don't know what time this is going to be actually published, but the Iowa game is at 4 o'clock today, yep. so we better talk about that or the Hawk fans will be on us. Um, and honestly, I didn't put this on because I think this is – Iowa it should be – should be very favored in this game because I, I think the matchup is terrible. Uh, I I don't I think that's another team. Boston College barely got in there. Iowa, you can you saw this season they can put together a pretty good game package, um, but at the same time, Ference isn't the greatest. Uh, doesn't have the greatest record in bowl games uh, as of late. So, but I'm definitely give the Hawkeyes the nod today. It's two teams that are going to run at each other a thousand times and see who get in the end zone the most. Uh, but I think, you know, Wadley and those guys will be able to run, and I think on the defense side, Jewel and, and company will be able to stop. Yeah, I, I think that Iowa football is trending upward, in my opinion. I mean, some of the guys, that Epinesa kid and Wadley, he's not – what year is he? Uh, I believe he's junior, senior. Yeah. So, I mean, I – they're they're like any other Iowa team that you'd expect. Good running, good run game, good tight end, uh, good defense. <laughs> scores about ten points a game and see if they can win. I mean that's that that's how they roll and and that works in the Big Ten, um, and it worked against us. Obviously, I mean they they ran all over Iowa State, but that was a long time ago. But yeah, I mean I I think Boston College. I don't know anything about them, so I don't know if I can speak on that, but. I, I feel like that they won't be ready for like a Midwest you know ground and pound Iowa team. Um, the that, matchup that sits well get. with Iowa. Yeah. I, I think if they play like a big school that would be, you know, throwing the ball around, trying, you know, run past options, uh, I think Iowa would struggle. But BC falls right into yep. to their plate of what they like to go against. So right. I'm giving the Hawks the win today. Uh, I would agree. All right, jumping over to the New Year's Bowls. Uh, first, do you want to pick just the playoff games or all the New Year's Bowls? Because there's six of them. Well, because we could do that too. We can I, do I all got that them right here. Do the non-playoff uh, games first as far right. as picking. I got you. Let's see. We have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. That. All right. Ohio State and USC. Friday night. I have the Trojans. 8.30. Cotton Bowl. Dallas. 
You got USC. I do. The reason why is I think um, Ohio State is – they're mad they didn't get in. They're pouting, I think, um, with um, winning the conference and then – or the, the championship game and then not getting in. And then, um, you know, with them, I think USC is – if Darnold – this is going to be one of those cases. I don't even know if Darnold playing, to be honest. Yeah. If he is, then I think they'll, I'll give them the nod. Because I think, you know, we talked about early in the season, his stats and their record wasn't good. But you look at the, them at the end of the year, Nick, and I don't know if a lot of teams want to play them. I Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up their schedule right now. They finished hot. I know that for sure. Because they lost um, – let's they see. They twice. lost early. Yeah, they lost early to Washington State in week four. And then they lost again to Notre Dame in week seven. But then they, they closed out with five straight wins. Because they went, they blew out Arizona State, then they blew out Arizona, and then they beat Colorado, UCLA, and Stanford again. So, you know, I, I think that they, as far as the playoff goes, and I, I remember this guys tweeting about this. Some of the guys I follow, um, just the the sports analysts. You know, Ohio State was complaining about not making it in the playoff. I think USC might have had a, a better case. I think they did to make it yeah. into the playoff. I mean. Ohio State is so inconsistent. I remember watching that Iowa game and just being like, what What even is this team? Yeah. I mean, they looked like – I don't even know what they looked like. They looked like some, you know, FCS school that walked in there. I mean, 55 points yeah. to Iowa. And, you know, and you're like supposed you talked to be, about earlier, Iowa doesn't score Iowa doesn't much. score like that. They hung 44 on Iowa State, but that's Iowa State. That's not Ohio State. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that – Ohio State is ridiculously inconsistent, um, which is weird for an Urban Meyer team in the past. Um, but then again, Urban Meyer, I mean, what was it, three, four years ago, they won the playoff as a four seed. Mm-hmm. So the, he obviously gets them ready yep. late in the season. Um, yeah, I think Sam Darnold playing will be the will be the X factor. If he does, then yeah, I would go with, I think he'd pick apart that that, uh, I agree. that Ohio State defense. Mm-hmm. So, what, What's your take on uh, players sitting out or not? You know, the way I see it, and I say this with like NBA or college basketball players that'll go one and done. Mm-hmm. If you came from nothing as a, as a as a underprivileged player that an underprivileged athlete in general mm-hmm. that came from nothing and worked his way to the top, if you put a X million dollar contract in front of me, yeah. I do not blame you if you take that at all. Right. Why would you stay in college and risk getting hurt? You know, if you are guaranteed to be a first round draft pick in the mm-hmm. NFL and you have a million multi million dollar contract mm-hmm. just waiting for you in mm-hmm. June, why would you ever why would you ever risk yeah. that? I mean, why would you ever put that at risk? You've worked so hard to get here and, and that's the same thing. Like a lot of people, oh I hate the one and done in college. I don't blame those kids at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were kids coming out of high school a long time ago. Right. So, you know, I don't blame those guys at all. That leave uh you know for USC, a bowl game that's kind of big, you know, I would I would think that for Sam Darnold, you know, whatever. Well, and the thing with him, I think, you know, Rosen sits out last night versus Kansas yeah. State, so which is understandable, yeah, because it's there. It's a six and six team yep. versus a six and six team. It's a game in the middle of December that no one cares about. That's fine, but I mean, if it's a if it's a New Year's six, I would expect you to play. It's like when uh, McCaffrey sat out for Stanford. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's understandable mm-hmm. because he's a first round draft pick, and now look what he's doing. Yep. He's making millions of dollars. So, you know, even if they're not underprivileged, if you put, you know, 
that's that's what I ask the people who say I hate the one and dones. Oh, I hate the people who sit out. If I, I ask them if if they put a million dollars in front of you and said you can have this or you can risk getting yourself hurt and not have it, then I would definitely I don't blame them. But yeah. you know, it's it it I guess it to me it depends on the the size of the game. I I agree with you 100 percent on that. And at the same time though, I I love it when a player that has great potential plays and just absolutely dominates in a bowl game because I think that gets their name out even more. I guess their draft the San, stock up, the, yeah. the San Diego State's running back was a good example. He killed, I don't remember how many yards he had, but I think he had four or five touchdowns and was just a beast. And this is a guy who I've seen his stats all year, but I've never gotten a chance to watch him play being Iowa State and a Big 12 fan. Right. You play, and then now I know who he is, and I'll watch him for the draft. Um, but both ways, I'm with you. If I was sitting here and, you know, I was – could be injured or risked in a bowl game, um, but you know, I would I would go. I could definitely see myself sitting out. But then I could also see myself being like a Alan Lazard, yeah. who he said he's playing. There's no way he's he's worked his way at Iowa State. Where's he projected right now? Second round. I'm guess I I haven't looked, but I would last guess, time I saw it was early second round, but that was a long time ago. I'm guessing third or fourth round. Yeah, just because I don't know if he'll play. I I think he might have a shot to play tied in but i'm sure he'll, he'll he's just such a red zone threat i mean that's yeah, what he'd be he, and i think he i don't know we'll see what's the next game man? uh fiesta bowl it'd be saturday night washington and penn state i um, like penn state in this one i didn't I, watch any pac-12 football this i year, didn't either so. and i remember last year they had a pretty good squad that was um putting a fight up yeah they for, got bama but and, they put um, a fight up yeah you know, so I haven't watched that uh, too much of their season this year. Uh, once again, here's the case when you're picking this game. I don't know if Shaquan Barkley's playing or not. Um, so, therefore, I don't know. I, if, if he's playing, I like Penn State. I think they're, uh, their quarterback's pretty good. They have a great tight end. And then with Barkley on special teams and all that stuff, he he's a, a game changer. I think so. he's playing. I'll, I'll take Penn State. This says Penn State running back Saquon Barkley said he'll make a decision whether or not to enter the NFL draft. So obviously he'll probably declare. But uh, he said it could come anytime between the day after the Fiesta Bowl and two weeks later. So I would su- I would expect that he's playing if he's holding off his decision. Right. So, yeah, if he plays, then I would go. Like I said, I don't know anything about the Pac-12. Um, I don't know how good that conference was. Washington had a good squad last year. I would assume they'll it'll be a good game. Um, but I know a lot more about Penn State. I watched them, you know, in the Big Ten, and they had a terrible finish. They came mm-hmm. out going crazy. Everyone was all stoked on Penn State. They were were they ever ranked one? They were. I know there were two. They were ranked pretty high, but I yeah. can't remember to be and, honest. And then they they kind of fell off. Had a couple bad losses, but yeah, I mean, I I think I would go with Penn State. I like uh, their quarterback. What's his name? Oh shoot, I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, I I think I think Penn State would win. All right, we both uh, got Penn State in that one as well. Next one is the Peach Bowl, UCF and Auburn on New Year's Day. I just so I have a bowl pick them, and I just switched this pick today. I had UCF the entire way, and then I just picked Auburn today because I was going through Auburn's schedule, and I'm like, man. I don't know why I even thought about picking UCF when Auburn beat Alabama. They beat Georgia. I mean, they're they, they made a case. They really did. 
Um, had they had they won, I mean, the winner. And then of that you have SEC. a team like Memphis hang up that many points against UCF's defense. I would think Gus Malzahn and, will be uh, able to uh, out coach him. The Auburn um, running back. Shoot, I'll find his name. Hold on. Yeah, I mean uh, Auburn. Their quality wins compared to UCF's night and day. Um, but I don't know. Just because bowl games sometimes, you never know what team's showing up. Like. Uh, I can't think off yeah. the top of my head right now, but you, you'll you'll get a game where even if you click on ESPN, it'll be like eighty five percent of the thousands of people voted for this team to win, and they got smashed. Yeah. So, but I'll I'll go with Auburn. I, uh, carry on Johnson's his name thirteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns in twelve games. I mean that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Um, I think it's gonna be the same thing. I think UCF hasn't seen a team like this or even close to a team like this. I mean we just talked about. Their, uh, their schedule and, and how good that conference is. And I don't know if I know enough about that conference to to really, you know, down talk them or whatever, but it's not the SEC mm-hmm. and it's not SEC football. I mean, you beat Bama and Georgia and you get UCF for a game. And I, I, and I think that they'll be kind of angry about that. And I think they'll go, I think they'll go smoke them. Um, I think Johnson's going to run up and down the field. Uh, shoot, I might have lost my place. The last game was Wisconsin and whoever they play. Badgers play. Shoot. I can't remember who they play either. It is Miami. See, in this one, I I think Miami is highly overrated. I agree. We, we saw that. I totally agree. When they played anyone good. I hate Miami too, so. And Wisconsin... You know what? You're going to get Wisconsin no matter who they play. They're going to run the play- football. They're going to have good defense. And they're going to try to make it, you know, a defensive battle and then also work the time clock. Uh, the turnover chain, overrated. I don't think you'll see it too many times, if at all, against the Wisconsin Badgers. It's annoying, too. And I think the the, the U was going down yep. um, big against Wisconsin. I I agree. Um, I think Wisconsin's defense is just crazy. Just looking at the amount of points they allowed, uh, you know, 6, 17, 9, 13, 10, 17, 14, 10. I mean, this is, that's legit. Zero against Minnesota. Yeah. That's a legit defense. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think, uh, I, I would agree that Miami is overrated. I think their defense is pretty good, but they just got stomped by Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just pathetic. They didn't even show up. 38 to 3. I mean that's that's ridiculous, and I I I always hated Miami. I can't stand them. I can't stand the way they act. The turnover chain was annoying, um, and I'm glad that Clemson stomped them. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope Wisconsin does the same thing. I'd go with Wisconsin. All right, so heading over it. now to Clemson versus Alabama. Um, the Tigers twelve and one, Alabama eleven and one. Uh, the Tigers that bad loss at Syracuse twenty seven to twenty four. You throw that out, they you know beat six ranked teams. I think they have the best you know resume. That's why they're one, for example. Um, but the thing with you know Alabama, at the end of the year, only one team they beat was ranked Mississippi State, who's twenty third. So uh, you know they haven't played anyone that's outstanding. And when they did, it was Auburn. They got beat twenty six to fourteen. Yep. Um, I'm going Clemson here. It, it, it's going to be funny because. It's Alabama versus Clemson. It'll be third straight year, I believe, that these two teams have played in the playoffs really? or a championship. Uh, it's 1-1 right now. 
and I think Clemson will get them again. Oh, and I think the biggest thing is Clemson's figuring out how to beat Bama. So did Auburn. Um, but they could throw it deep and really put pressure on those cornerbacks who are supposed to be All-American this, All-American that. And teams light up uh, Alabama if they can throw it on them. Yep. And if and the Clemson running back, or quarterback can do that, I like them. And that front seven for Clemson's defense, man, they're all going Their pro. D-line is legit. <laughs> I mean, that is that is some scary stuff. Um, I, that, and they've the last couple of years, they've put out some great NFL D-linemen. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I look at – I remember this Alabama-Mississippi State game. I watched that game, and Mississippi State pissed it down their leg. They had it. They had it in the bag. They had Bama, and then they threw – I think they threw, like, an interception or something, and Bama just went right down and scored with, like, a minute left. Uh, but, you know, Mississippi State had them on the ropes. So, their one-ranked team, they probably shouldn't have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get a little annoyed – and probably just because they've been so dominant the last couple of years, when people just oh it's Alabama they're gonna yeah. win, you know. Um, and I was I was excited when Clemson beat them last year, but two, even two years ago that national title game that Alabama won that was a great game. I mean these are just great games that we're seeing every year, and I think that's I think that's the main reason why uh, the playoff committee put you know these two teams yeah. together that um, that why they put Alabama fourth. Um, just so that they could, we could be guaranteed this matchup because it just draws so many eyes. I mean, it's this is how rivalries are built. You play in big games over and over and over. It's you, the Glumma versus Atlantic basketball. Yeah. Every year they play in yep. a big game over and over and over, and that's how rivalries built. So I I think I would say that that's kind of what we're building here between Clemson and Bama. I like Clemson. Watching them against Miami, they just embarrassed Miami. It was ridiculous. And uh, you know Alabama, their schedule was weak. In my opinion, um, I, I would go with Clemson. I like the way they play. Their defense is legit, and uh, I, I don't think that I, I think that Dabo is going to have them ready. Oklahoma, Georgia, uh, Georgia twelve and one. Oklahoma twelve and one on paper. Um, you know, both the same record. Uh, the Sooners, obviously, their only losses against Iowa State. That's back on October seventh. Um, they have the Heisman and Baker Mayfield, who threw for four thousand three hundred forty yards, forty-one touchdowns, five interceptions. And his QBR was like, <laughs> ah, it was crazy. His his passer rating was like two hundred something. It was like unbelievable. I was looking at the stats the other day. It's out of control how good he actually was. And I don't. I think us as as Iowa State fans didn't really realize that because he played a terrible game against Iowa State. Mm-hmm. But man, oh man, he just torched the Big Twelve right. this year. Uh, I mean, you look at, you know, the running backs, they're impressive for Georgia, no doubt. Um, Chubb and Michael have 13 rushing touchdowns each. And one has 1,100 yards, the other one has 948. So that's wow. pretty impressive running game. Um, but I feel like Oklahoma's, um, on their defense, their running game is, or their defensive line and linebackers are pretty tough. Um, you know, with, with, with this game... I think they both had some good wins as you look at their uh, who they beat this year, Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia beat Notre Dame, Auburn, and Mississippi State. Um, and with the uh, Sooners, you know, I have them beaten their good wins against Ohio State, which they crushed them at Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma State and TCU. All those, all those wins are huge. Um, I think it's going to be Oklahoma here. Uh, mostly, I'm taking the guy with the Heisman. And so much for that Heisman slump who they say sometimes happens in the bowl games. But Baker Mayfield, 
he, he came back for a reason. He's been on a mission all year to do that. And until someone stops him yeah. when he's this pissed off, uh, good luck. And I'm, I'll take the Sooners. I would agree. He's a true competitor. Um, whether you like him or not, there's a lot of people that hate him. Yeah. Um, but he acts like he acts, and, mm-hmm. and, he, and he does it for a reason. Um, so I think that, yeah, I would agree he's on a mission. He really wants to win this game. I, I know. I, he really wants a national title, yeah. too. I mean, what? It, it, I saw this thing. It was like Baker Mayfield's only the second player ever to finish in the top three in Heisman voting three years in a row. That's crazy. And, I mean, that... that Consistent. Yeah, that means he and, is. and he's big in, been in big games like this. And Was it last year that Oklahoma just got slapped in the... Uh, I think they won their bowl game. Okay. Year. One of the years they were in the playoff and they just got smoked. I don't remember which year that was. But uh, I, I'm going to go with Oklahoma here. Big 12 defenses are suspect. Um, they, they just are. I mean, the Big 12 was an offensive league this year. Um, so that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, but with the way that Georgia runs the ball more than passing the ball, I think that that's where Oklahoma will um, will have an advantage. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I think this is a high-scoring game. I think there's a lot of points on the board. Unlike the Clemson Alabama game, I think that that game is, you know, low-scoring, you know, ground and pound, grinded out. But I think I think Oklahoma and Georgia are all over the place. I think it'll be up and down. Um, but I, I I hope it's a great game. And I, I but I would go with Oklahoma. Yeah, the thing with Baker here in this matchup is, you know, I was talking with some people over the the break about you know Baker Mayfield and what it'd be like to coach him and, and he's a kid to where if you take away that swag that he has that quote unquote people hate um, now yeah I don't condone what he does with the, the gesture on the sideline but I'm talking about the way he comes out he acts cocky he wants to beat you that hey, if you take that away from a guy like Baker he doesn't play the way he does um, and I think that's a, you know, applaud to Lincoln Riley, first-year head coach. Yeah, he was given a great team from Coach Bob Stoops, Stoops, and he, you know, just kind of took over from being an O coordinator. But he's got his team in a good position in his first year coaching. And after that loss against Iowa State, his team, I think, could have uh, lost respect for him just because, you know, that doesn't look as bad of a loss now for Oklahoma than it did back then. Yeah. But – what they've done since that game has been unbelievable and like I said if if someone can beat or hold Baker Mayfield down uh, good luck but you know at the end of the, time, the game if he has the ball in his hands for a chance to win the game I, I like I like my shots so. yeah and I, I would say you know they these two teams on paper are pretty even I mean they have they both have about the same resume mm-hmm. um they've both beaten they both have three solid losses they both have you know i would say that georgia's loss is better than uh, than oklahoma's um, oh, yeah. for sure especially because they went back and made it up by beating yeah. auburn again um oklahoma at home against iowa state shouldn't have lost that game um but that was a long time ago. That was yeah, in October. October so, October, you know, what was it? Seven. October 7th, yeah. yeah. And they've rattled off however many straight wins, you know, eight or nine straight wins since then. So I would I would go with uh, Oklahoma. The way they played against TCU in that bowl game was just scary. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Sooners. Uh, finally, Nick, you we don't, we don't have any on the talk here but or on the, uh, the rundown, but NFL talk, you got anything for me? You got your Patriots shirt on, I see. Yeah. 
You confident in what they're doing right now? Yeah, I am. I think that uh, I think they're playing well. Um, to me, this year in the NFL is just kind of all over the place, especially the NFC. I think the AFC is kind of narrowed down to two teams, especially when the Jags go in and get smoked by the 49ers. Um, and Garoppolo's doing great things there. But I, I would say the AFC is, is going to be the Patriots and the Steelers again. There's been a lot of drama about the Patriots signing James Harrison. <laughs> I um, saw that. A lot of, you know, angry fans. And, you know, that's whatever. Uh, I don't think those guys care about that. I'm not even sure how much Harrison's going to play. He might play a bunch, but, you know, he barely got any snaps against or with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that Brady's having a great year. I, I guess he's the front runner for the MVP right now. Even as a Tom Brady fan and a, and a Patriots fan, I would say Gurley's the MVP, um, just because what he's been doing lately. But you know, Brady's playing well. He's forty years old and he's having the season he is. Is that's impressive? Um, but they got to beat the Steelers again, and and that game was it was kind of handed to him. Uh, that touchdown could have gone either way. You know, that's whatever people complain about that to me and i just say you know well they should have just kicked the field goal and sent it to overtime instead of throwing a pick in the end zone i mean that 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 was on their control too so um but they gotta beat them again and and tom brady's hard to beat at home in the playoffs and it sure seems like that's uh how it's gonna be throughout the whole playoffs unless they go lose to the jets gronk is something crazy gronk's healthy gronk's better than he's ever been (laughs) i mean he's crazy i saw a notification show up on my phone today that it was like some some writer explains why he would vote Gronk as the MVP. Now I wouldn't, but I mean he's he's that good and he's that valuable. I mean you saw he him is. against the Steelers. He is that valuable. I see a lot of guys tweet out just said Gronk take the next couple of weeks off. We'll see in the playoffs. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I mean because that's that how good. valuable he, he is. is that good. Team. And but but I don't think they can. I I think that he's so good that they uh, those couple of games he didn't play their offense struggled because mm-hmm. that's just the, such a weapon that yeah. takes two guys to cover and then all of a sudden that just opens everything up Deion Lewis has been running all over the place lately they've been really leaning on that run game so I think they're playing well um in the NFC the NFC's a mess to me I think anyone who's could your win. team out there you like Minnesota's playing really well the Vikings are playing really well right now and every every week I'd say oh I, I bet this week they'll choke and they just keep winning yeah. um you know they didn't allow any points to the Packers that game was freezing and it's the Packers without Rodgers, but, you know, a shout-out in the NFL is a shout-out. And so... Yeah, I think it was the Vikings' first shout-out in 20-some yeah. years. Or it was crazy. I can remember exactly the number. Their, it was yeah. nuts. Their defense is good. And I, I I would like to see how good that team would be with Bradford and Cook. Um, I can't... I mean, if you're a Viking fan right now, you're you're on your high horse, no doubt. Um, but then in the back of your mind, no matter what, it happens from here on out. You know that's going to be brought up a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Now guess what? Keenum is playing lights out. Keenum is playing lights out, and I just keep I, you know, they everyone got all excited when Teddy Brook came back, but that would have been disrespect to Keenum. No, I mean, he has played his no heart way. out, yeah, and so I would. There's no way they're going to go back to Teddy or anyone else um, the rest of the year, and then obviously they'll have some decisions to make in the off season. But Keenum's playing well. Murray's um, Murray's playing better yep. too. Murray is playing That's a lot why better. They got him. McKinnon's a weapon. Thielen is all over the place. Um, Stephon Diggs is is a threat all the time. It's just, um, it, it'd they, be they're, just they're a really complete team. Yeah, they are, and you know they've never won a Super Bowl, so it's in Minnesota. It, <laughs> that that's a little dumb to me. That kind of makes me a little angry. But I can tell you right now, if it's the Patriots in that game, I might go up there and hang out. 
around Minnesota if it's that they, close. They um th- this that's what's crazy about Minnesota this year with me is it's there's something going on because it's finally the Super Bowls in Minnesota this year. You have all those injuries for the, the early on for the uh, Vikings, um, and then this and then the Vikings now like you, I mean, I their defense is so good and their offense is good at just not turning the ball over. That's usually what wins. Yep. And in the NFL and especially playoffs. Yep. You got to be able to run the football and have good defense. They can do both those things. I. I uh, the Rams scare me. Yeah, I was just too. gonna say there's so many teams in the AFC or the NFC. The um, Eagles, the I don't. Eagles are, I don't know. Their their defensive they line nervous. is tough, but I Foles just doesn't impress me. I think he doesn't have really, what Wentz has. No. I mean, with Wentz, they're they're my Super Bowl or at least my NFC champion pick. But you know that I I think that the door is so wide open in the NFC. The Saints are are good. Camara and Ingram and Breeze. And Michael Thomas. I mean, their offense. To me, that offense is probably the one that the Vikings. I, I, I know they played them like week one, um, but that you know, not just the Vikings, but that's any team that no one wants to see. I mean, when you give Drew a quarterback like Drew Brees a run game, which he's never had since Reggie Bush. Yeah. I mean, when you give him that, yeah. that's a weapon. And when you give and him the rookie of better. the year, they have. I mean, they have the rookie of the year on both sides of the ball. They have Marshawn Lattimore, who's easily going to be the defensive rookie of the year. And then they have Alvin Kamara, who's probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year, unless they give it to Kareem Hunt. But I think Kamara's better. So, I, you know, they're – and then Ingram, obviously, he's a seasoned veteran. He's been there forever. He's been in the same place forever. Once they dumped Adrian Peterson, it's been – I mean, it's been all good mm-hmm. from there. They've lost a couple games here and there. Um, I'm not sure how good the Rams are going to be in the playoffs. They're really young, but they're going to be good for a long time. I can tell you that. They are going to be a threat for the next however many years with Gurley and Goff. Goff is playing well. They're receiving core with uh, Robert Woods. I mean, he's back off an injury. Well, you look at I, the you look at the there's it's just a toss right up in the NFC in that NFC race. You got Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. I forgot about Drew those. Brees, Goff, who I think is really good. Keenum's playing lights out, and then Foles, which I'm not impressed with Foles right now. But I mean, the quarterbacks there, they're te- they're the the good quarterbacks. And yep. and then with who compared to the AFC, I mean, yeah, you got Brady and Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Bortles. Other than that, Bortles, Alex Smith started Tyrod great. Taylor, but I don't know. Alex- yeah, I Flacco. You know, it's it's not the same. It isn't the same. And then there's no there's no denying, and I've said this all year, you know the AFC's bad when the Jags can win 11, 10, 10 11 games. I mean, that's, I mean, I know it's it's like, oh, well, the Jags are good this year. Well, yeah, they might be, but the AFC's weak. And then and there's no, and there's no, there's no denying that. Um, yeah, I think the, the Patriots. The Jaguars have lost literally every receiver yeah, they have. They have. They and have they're still, and, and Bortles has been. I saw some crazy stat like since the bye week, Bortles has been just unbelievable, like just going crazy. Yeah. And and of all the people, Blake Bortles, receding hairline at twenty five years old, Blake Bortles is is tearing up the league right now. And obviously, I don't know what happened against the Niners. Right. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo well, I happened. Think, I guess he's four and zero. Yeah. I think they found their franchise quarterback, and that uh, they definitely won that trade. I don't know what New England was thinking. I mean, he wasn't. They weren't going to be able to keep him around forever, but. Um, yeah, I, right now, I mean, the Patriots are going to be the Patriots. The Steelers have so many weapons that they're going to be dangerous. 
those are the only two teams I would see out of the out of the AFC. But honestly, any six of those teams in the NFC could win the NFC. I agree. I mean, the, you never know when the Falcons mm-hmm. are going to show up. You never know when the Panthers, when Newton's going to play like the MVP was two years ago. I mean, you never know. And so I, I think any of those teams on any given day could win. Um, whereas in the AFC, it's more of a two horse race. I, I agree. I think AFC. It's just fast forward to New England versus uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh needs to get Antonio Brown back yeah, by that game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw he's walking now. It's, it's got to hurt like a son of a gun. I don't think he cares. And yeah. I, he'll be back. I mean, for I think sure. he'll, he'll play. He'll be back. He'll play. He'll try. If, if anything, he'll be a decoy. But they have there. enough weapons. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster's playing Bryant unbelievable too. for a rookie. Martavis Bryant was a was he the he was the one that was yeah. threatening to leave, yeah. and then all of a sudden he shows up and starts making snags. I mean yep. that one handed grab he had against Nasty. New England was was just crazy. And and uh, Jesse James is obviously good, but Le'Veon Le'Veon's out of control. Um, their defense is a little little weak here and there, but you know they're a pretty complete team too. So I I think that'll just come down to that game in Boston between New England and 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 Pittsburgh, and it'll be a classic cold you know AFC Championship game. Um, but in the NFC, it's a toss-up. I have no idea. I can't even pick that right now. What are your th- thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, situation when they brought him back? And now What's a, the a update on that? Te- Did they end up having to drop him? Well, there's a bunch of teams that, I guess, wrote into the NFL yeah. and suing because in order to put back on the IR, you have to re-injure the same right. injury that you were and on And you can't just put hurt. him back on the IR because that just gives you an extra roster spot. So basically, they had players. an extra useless player on the roster – against the Vikings because they put Rodgers on the IR. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. If they have to drop him, I'm sure they'll just sign him right back again. Um, but that's a mess because then all of a sudden, oh, well, he's a free agent for 10 minutes. Who's going to go get him? Um, but I I don't blame him for putting him back on the IR because he was not himself against Carolina at all. I mean, he played like crap. He threw three picks. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers play that poorly in a long time. So uh, he was obviously not healthy. I don't blame them since they were eliminated. I don't blame them for for uh, benching him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they should have maybe thought that through, mm-hmm. putting him back on the IR. But um, you know, it's whatever. The Packers are irrelevant this year. But I've said that for years that the Packers aren't a good team without Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, I don't think many teams would be if they had a quarterback mm-hmm. like that. But uh, you know, I, I'm sure they'll be back next year if if Rodgers is healthy. Well, any last thoughts here? Uh, man, Iowa State basketball. Yeah. Big 12 opener. That's coming Friday up. night. They Kansas State. Rallied off what? Eight straight? Nine, nine, nine runs. Nine yeah. runs in a row. They're a whole new ball club yeah. from when the first couple weeks. That You know, I give that to Prome. I think Weiler Babb is. What he's done in that coaching adjustment is, I think, yeah. unbelievable. The, the team that we watched watch. the first two games. Compared to what we've seen on paper now with Iowa State, it's I didn't even get to when I saw they lost to Milwaukee. I was like, "This is gonna be a long year." I was getting texts saying is, they, they oh lost to the Bucks. Boy. I'm like, "I wish." Oh my well, gosh. You, you, you got such a good thing with Iowa State there. They're going to be young still. Wigginton's a stud. I think, I think the they're the best freshman we've had in a long time. Lard's got some potential, but like I said a couple, it weeks comes ago, down to Jackson and Weiler Babb. They're really? going to win. They're going to beat some teams that they should. They shouldn't beat. I think in the Big Twelve, but they're they're going to lose to a team that they shouldn't. That they shouldn't. Well, lose I to. think here's the way I look at it. And I was talk, telling my dad this the other night. 
because he was like, man, can 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 Iowa State find eight or nine wins in the Big Twelve? Because that's what they'll need right. to make the tournament. They're gonna need yeah. eight or nine wins, and that'll throw them in that ten eleven seed, which I'd be fine with with how young a team this is. It's a rebuilding year, obviously it is. But I told him, you know, Iowa State for the last four years have had a target on their back in the Big 12, and they were always that team like, oh, man, we're going down to Kansas State, or oh, man, we're going down to Texas Tech. And you never think, but in the Big 12, every night someone could lose. I mean, there's literally never a break in the Big 12. Um, But now, you know, it's that team like, oh, Trey Young in Oklahoma, here they come into Hilton, probably thinking they're going to stomp them, and then Iowa State wins. I mean, that's that's the kind of year that I think Iowa State's going to have is they're going to be that upset team, and that's going to take the pressure off of them. Yeah. And so I think they're going to beat teams that they shouldn't for sure, and I don't know if they're going to lose any that they shouldn't lose because I really don't think they're going to be projected that high. I mean, mm-hmm. they are picked like ninth in the Big yeah. 12. So, you know, whoever they lose to, it's like, yeah, well, you know, they lost because mm-hmm. they should have. Right. So I think that uh, that takes a lot of the pressure off. Um, I, I love what Prohm's doing right now. Um, and if they can make the tournament in a, in a rebuilding year with how good the Big 12 is this year, um, I'd, I'd be impressed. And I think if they can get three road wins in the Big 12, they'll, they'll be dancing. Man, that is, that's, that's pretty high. Uh, I think it's a lot of wins. High look requirement. At it and I think I, the way the Iowa State plays, um, I just think they could steal one. You know, Texas Tech, who is ranked sometimes this year, uh, TCU. Oklahoma State, I think they can win. Is TCU really the tenth best team in the nation, or have they just not lost yet? I don't. I mean, Jalen Fisher's good, obviously. Yeah, he's he's a stud. But we'll find out. K State was it Friday night? Friday night, K State, and then wake up Saturday morning and watch the bowl game. There you go. All right. Well, fun weekend. Go Cyclones. Good luck to uh, the Hawks for the Hawkeye fans out there. Nebraska, have fun. Watching uh, your coach because I saw a lot of Husker fans are traveling to the UCF game. Which oh, give me a break. <laughs> um, that'll happen. But other than that, have a good New Year's, everyone. And that's gonna do it, folks. Shout out to Nick Stavis for dropping by and giving us his insight always here on the full time out. I appreciate it. Good luck to my clones this weekend. Everyone, if you're going to the bowl game, safe travels. I'll be traveling there as well. And other than that, Kevin Tucker, as always, signing off full time out. See ya.